0: Woo, woo, woo
1: You know it! Yes!
0: What? Yes! What? Just like this microphone in the hands of any of the boys in the back. It's just a microphone. You put it in the hands of a dangerous man like myself. And it becomes a Python. Oh shucky, ducky, quack, quack. This is what a champion looks like! Oh yeah! <laughs> Hashtag Heel. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Hashtag Heel. I am the brilliantly baffling Joe Convoy, and I am as always joined by my broadcast partner, my colleague, my comrade, Randy. What's up, Randy?
1: That's right. Same bad times, same bad channel. We're here to talk about the train wreck that is professional wrestling.
0: Ah, actually, Actually, um this week uh, I believe Press Professional Wrestling is a very much of an untrained wreck this week. Uh of course this week was the one thousandth episode of Raw, the Millennium Edition, the Rawlenium, if you will.
1: Yes. Yes, we get a we started with a very, very nicely put together video package highlighting the previous nine hundred and ninety nine episodes.
0: Highlighting some of the best moments speaking of one of the best moments they actually put something I completely did not think they would put in that intro they put down one of the best scenes and one of the best lines in the history of Monday Night Raw it was uh from back in the Attitude Era it was during the whole Val Venus and and Kyentai uh ah yes uh feud Uh, you you remember Val Venus and and Kyentai great I was hoping you would forget uh but and of course the line was from Mr. Yamaguchi-san I chuppy chuppy yo pipi incredibly hilariously racist and I absolutely loved every second of it
1: yes uh, Then, of course we get to the one thing I hated about this raw the new raw theme song
0: now from apparent from what I understand that was that was a one night thing the the music they used
1: I hope so, from because all, that was atrocious.
0: Yeah, from all intents and purposes, I found um, a friend. Uh, I found this out from you know a source. Can't really tell who it is, uh, but you know, we'll, let's, we'll just have to remain to see whether or not this information that he's given me is reliable. He's given me a few other little tidbits, um, but uh, I will get to those later when we get to the subjects that they will be on. But the, uh, back the song, to Raw 1000.
1: This song was so atrocious, it made me miss Nickelback.
0: I wouldn't go that far.
1: It was pretty bad. Uh, but that was the worst part about this show. Uh, yeah. But the was, show kicks off yeah, with sh- Mr. McMahon welcoming us to Monday Night Raw. Welcome, everyone, to Monday Night Raw. And He He introduces DX,
0: which is just the irony of that is amazing.
1: Yes, and of course, it's the two-man power trip of Triple H and Shawn Michaels.
0: No, actually, the two-man power trip was Steve Austin and Triple H. Gotten your tag teams mixed up there.
1: But for all intents and purposes, yes, we have... Yes, the only DX that this company wants to recognize... Or is it? Because
0: yes. almost Because almost immediately out there, you know, Triple H, Sean, they start to do her thing, and then they stop. They, yeah. They stop in the middle of their spiel, and they're like, wait a second. Didn't there used to be more of us? And what do you know? Here comes the New Age Outlaws and X-Pac.
1: Yes. It's an entire DX reunion. Well, except for China.
0: Well, it's an entire DX reunion of the people, of the members that people care about. And, of course, minus the, uh, corpse of Rick Rude. Because that's just going into Katie Vick territory, and, uh, and we don't want to remember that.
1: That's right, we have the New Age Outlaws and, uh, X Gut. As I am now calling him.
0: Hey, now, to be fair, Sean Waltman has had a lot of bad stuff happen to him. And. You know the fact that he is has all his teeth, is not bald, and only has a slight gut. Oh, and is alive. All things considering, it uh, best case scenario.
1: Well, well, that and the uh, veritable onslaught of STDs he probably has also.
0: To be fair, China gave them most of them to him. Very true. To be fair, China did rape him.
1: Yes. Because what normal, intelligent man would do those kind of things with China?
0: Like, I'm, you know, I'm not, usually I'm, I know I'm usually pretty, um, you know, joking it here, but that apparently is actually a true thing. She came in really drunk one night to their home and she wanted sex. Sean did not want any part of it at that point. And well let's just put it this way it was like having sex with Kobe Bryant. I mean even if you don't want to it's going to happen.
1: Wait. Those that is a true story. W- wasn't that videotaped? Isn't that the isn't that what happens in the that one video we will never actually talk about?
0: No. No. No, for what, no, from what I believe that actually was consensual because I, because someone realized, "Hey, X-Pac, we'll pay you." And but yes, the DX rest is, is
1: history. But yes, DX is joking around, they're having fun. They, they poke fun at Shawn Michaels, you know, the whole posing for Playgirl thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, great line was, <laughs> Shawn, uh, Shawn Michaels, Billy Gunn, fighting over <laughs> who gets to do the, if you don't, you know, if you're not down with that, we got two words for you apart. And Triple H is like, Billy, Billy, please, just let Shawn have this. If not, he's going <laughs> to lose his smile, and then he's going to have to go to then he's gonna have to go back to church and pray to get it back.
1: Might have to go pose for Playgirl again.
0: (laughs) That was young, man! And I needed the money. But, uh, and of course, then, you know, to interrupt these miscreants and degenerates, we are graced with the presence of Damien Sandow, the intellectual savior of the masses. And... I mean, it was brilliant. I He brought class to a DX segment. He's the only person who could bring class to a DX segment. And he did wait,
1: a, an admirable wait. job, I might add. DX? Class? No, th- those words do not go together. What, what the hell are you talking about, Joe? Unless
0: Damian Sandow is involved, the man could bring class to the Jerry Springer show. He's just that much of a beacon of quality and intellectualism and just sheer uh-huh. – n- and just sheer – just a beacon of enlightenment and, you know, bless him for it. He he, he enriches all of our lives.
1: When it comes to Damian Sandow, just remember, folks, two words. Teacher's pet.
0: Now, you know – That's, how do you, how do you expect someone to become the intellectual savior of the matches? He's gotta suck up to his teachers. I mean, it could be worse, he could have been sucking up to Matt Stryker, and then he would just be getting WWE facts wrong.
1: I'm pretty sure they get a few facts wrong in this episode. But, we'll, we'll come to those as we get to them. But yes, uh, this segment continues, and uh, Mr. Sandow gets what's coming to him. He Pretty much eats finishers. You know, he's talking, he's talking. You know, and pretty much while he's talking, he eats sweet chin music. And of course, Triple H lays him out with a pedigree.
0: Now, you see, all he was trying to do was class up their segment again. You know, and this is how they treat him. I mean, the man is an intellectual powerhouse. And they have to disrespect him like this? And come on, DX. I was looking for... You used to be heels. You used to be... No. You used to represent everything that was right in the world.
1: This was the best part of the segment. It really was. It I was, enjoyed...
0: It was a travesty and a crime. You don't treat Damien Sandow like that.
1: No, sir. Sandow got what was coming to him. I enjoyed every minute of it.
0: Ah!
1: Any... Ah, yourself.
0: Ah, yeah. yourself. But uh, moving on from this, from the crime of the century.
1: Yes, we go to a commercial. We come back. And by God, Jim Ross is on commentary.
0: Sure, it's only for, what, one match? But hey, we'll take what we can get. And of course, that match was a six-man tag match between the Ayatollah. ...of Rock and Rolla, Chris Jericho, who, if you notice, I believe is started to grow his hair out again.
1: Hmm. Yes, we also have Mr. Money in the Bank himself, Zolf Ziggler.
0: Oh, yeah. Mr. Ziggles. He's always welcome.
1: And the million-peso man himself, Alberto Del Rio.
0: The million-peso man against the team... <laughs> Against the team of the 12-year-old girl known as Rey Mysterio, the great white Sheamus, and the good old Botchface.
1: Yes. This was actually a pretty good match. You know, considering two of the Botchies men in WWE were involved in it.
0: That, that is very true. But, you know, when you have Dolph Ziggler in a match, I mean, you you, could, you only get perfection. The man is perfection. Much yes. like its old theme music used to suggest. Yes. Nay, not suggest, tell us.
1: But yes, uh, this match ends with Jericho eating Brogue Kick.
0: Which, you know, again, crime. Yes. You can't do that to the Ayatollah of rock and roll. I mean, it's, I mean, we, it's his show. It's. It's Raw is Jericho.
1: Jericho, that's what you get for wearing a shiny, seizure-inducing jacket to the ring.
0: I like the light, bright jacket.
1: <laughs>
0: I just don't like the Bon Jovi haircut.
1: But yes, Sheamus, Sincada, and, and Rey Mysterio win in this a, match.
0: Yes, in a very meh match.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, then we get, of course, the utter hyping of the social media. Yes, with, we, with, we good some with Mr. Videos. Winning
0: himself... The man filled with tiger's blood, Charlie Sheen.
1: The man who probably owns the worst webcam in the world. Probably. That was that was
0: bad. Yes, it was. My webcam is better.
1: And yes, we, I make we, less we,
0: money than him.
1: Yes, they, they had to check in via Skype. Because as you all know, Charlie Sheen, who was supposed to Twitter throughout this entire episode to his 7.7 7 million followers... Shut down his Twitter last week.
0: Lol. But uh, uh, next, oh, of and course, we get a,
1: and we get a revisit of a yes, of because, an, of a failed advertising opportunity from earlier. What was up with the Sonic thing? Sonic is
0: delicious. That's what's up with it.
1: But yeah, and they actually delivered. But unlike here, Domino's,
0: here's the thing. But next, I got to talk about the next segment, and that is the backstage segment involving AJ and Layla. You know, you know, know, there's talking about the wedding that's going to happen later on in the night. And AJ is just, you know, she's getting fed up with people questioning her mental state and her marriage to Daniel Bryan. But. Oh, yes. Then we get one of the greatest things ever. First, it, we get hacksaw Jim Duggan, you know, running around in the background. By the way, this is after AJ opens the door for whatever yes. reason.
1: Uh, then the, she opens it again, and
0: art. We have r Truth and Rowdy Roddy Piper playing jump rope with Lil Jimmy,
1: because Lil Jimmy got to get himself in shape. Yeah, you know. Oh, then the the He's their one of the greatest things I and. I'm pretty sure this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in Raw history. Yes. It was just so hilarious. And then... Continuity, folks! We
0: get a payoff a payoff of a joke 12 years in the making. Maybe more. Maybe 13 or 14 years in the making. We get to finally see Mae Young's little boy, all grown up. He was just a little hand back then. He's a big hand now. Yes. Come on, folks. We, we, we gave Mae Young a big hand. Come on. But well, what? What?
1: What? <laughs> that, well, that was funny. That joke was awful.
0: Much the opposite of the segment, because that segment was amazing. Yes. I was literally on the floor laughing, because I was just like, I never thought we'd ever see a payoff to that joke. But that was <laughs> the greatest payoff ever to any joke. Fifteen years of build up yes. without actual any actual build up just fifteen you know ten between ten and fifteen years of just like are they ever get, like what <laughs> And then she it's a giant guy in a hand costume that's amazing Thank you I, I never thought I said but god damn it I love you WWE
1: <laughs> But yes we, from that then point, next we go for a glorious uh, moment I loved uh, them. Yes. But now we go from Joe's bad jokes to a bad joke of a match in Jack Swagger versus the Funkasaurus Brodus Clay,
0: and who's accompanied to the ring by his brother from another mother,
1: Dude Love. I I was kind of hoping we'd get the three faces of Foley.
0: I was, it would have been nice to actually see Mankind again, but I don't think he can appear as Mankind anymore unless they make him a new mask. From what I understand, that mask is gone. He threw it out. Yeah. Uh, if you've read his book, uh, which uh, I have, he states that that mask is just like, he. eventually he just regr- was dreading putting it on to the point where he would wait to put it on until literally seconds before he would walk out to the arena. He hated having it on his head that much. It was <laughs> that gross.
1: Yes. And uh I'm pretty sure we all know who won the match at this point. Yes. Best of luck in all your future endeavors, Biff Swagger.
0: And you know... You know how you have that, that really stupid song on the radio that, uh, that moves like Jagger song?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Well, I have a great one that you can apply to the WWE. Lose Like Swagger. <laughs> oh.
1: oh, that's good.
0: And, okay, tell this, any of our listeners, if you, can, if you have the ability to make songs and remixes of songs, I want to hear a Lose Like Swagger song. I am challenging this to you.
1: Make it happen, internet. Make Come on. it happen. Chop chop. But not your peepee's.
0: No, no. No choppy choppy peepee oh. pee I, I I kinda uh. need that.
1: Uh, and of course, but,
0: next up we get
1: uh We get a callback uh, to another famous raw moment.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> where we have Triple H and Tristratus doing yoga. And come on, a yoga segment with no DDP—missed
1: opportunity. Yeah. But it's, this time it's Triple H bent over in front of Trish Stratus.
0: Yeah, to which the, to which the rest of DX walk in and they are like, "Uh oh." Um, Should we
1: it, 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 come back? We'll just uh, we'll just wait outside.
0: And then, of course, they all leave, including Triple H, and it's just Trish and X-Pac. And and then just happens the most awkward, creepy moment ever, when X-Pac just puts his arm around Trish, and you can tell she looks really uncomfortable.
1: I know X-Pac says something, but I'm pretty sure he's so unintelligible from all of his drug use that I don't actually know what he said.
0: Fun fact, uh, my new boss at my job, once mistaken for X-Pac in a store.
1: I'm sorry. I'm very sorry for him. Oh yes, um, after this we get Mr. Daniel Bryan backstage. With some, uh,
0: dudes and, uh, white medical outfits.
1: It took me a few minutes to realize what they were.
0: And now, you think that would have, some that something would come of that? You would be wrong. Nothing. Nothing. Not a goddamn thing.
1: Because I'm sitting here harry. throughout, yeah. So I'm sitting there throughout the entire next segment, going, "So when are these guys going to come out and haul AJ away?" Never happens.
0: Never happens. But the next segment does comes up, and it is the wedding, the supposed wedding, the alleged wedding. Yes, folks, of AJ and Daniel Bryan.
1: Of course, officiated by a pimp named Slickback.
0: Now. It's, I'm pretty sure they wanted to get the, that if they could, we would have had uh, brother love. But of course, as we all know, Bruce Pritchard works for a rival promotion.
1: Yes, he's he's in charge of the Gut Check Challenge.
0: Because I mean, who else would? I mean, who better to conduct a wedding than you know than the man who who is both a reverend and his catchphrase is in fact. I love you. I mean, it would be perfect. But of course, he worked for TNA, missed opportunity. But, yeah. uh, the, yeah, the AJ Daniel Bryan, uh, wedding. Turns out, it's a swerve. The entire purpose of the entire segment was to, in fact, announce the new raw general manager, AJ!
1: AJ. Why? Because ratings.
0: Why not? You know, sure, it would make more sense for someone like uh, I don't know. I'm just gonna pull a name out of the, out of my hat here. Let's see. Uh... Okay, so it's more of a plastic jar than a hat, but you get the point. Ted DiBiase. There we go. Million dollar man. Perfect raw GM.
1: Oh, that's right, the Million Dollar Man. I'm like, wait, why, why would Ted Junior be the? That would make less sense. But yes,
0: yes, not Ted Junior, the good one.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> the good Ted DiBiase, the one
1: yes. I want to see. We get the announcement that AJ is the Raw General Manager, and then she just leaves, skipping away.
0: So, the, the coming weeks will tell what will happen for this. Will it be a? train wreck for CM Punk and Daniel Bryan or will this benefit one of them we need to know I need to know we need to find out but we won't find out until the next edition of Raw so this makes me wonder what is is going to happen to Smackdown are they just going to give it back to Teddy Long I mean
1: why not people still watch Smackdown
0: apparently they do
1: Wow, I know, and you'd think we would be watching SmackDown, but I haven't watched it in a couple of weeks.
0: It's it's been kind of boring.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I read the results and go, really? Yes, really, really.
0: Okay, there, Miz, calm down. But uh, you know, after oh, AJ uh, we... skips up to the ramp, goes uh, skips up to the ramp, she and. Uh, Eight, you know, we have da- Daniel Bryan left at the altar, so to speak, uh, you know, screaming, no, no, no. And out- yes, out comes the best in the world himself, C.M. Punk.
1: Yeah, he's basically like, e- I'm not going to tell you, I told you so, Daniel, but uh, I told you so, I told you so. <laughs>
0: And then, of course, we get and out comes the people's champ, the Rock, the Great One, the Brahmable. Yes,
1: it's so nice to see him interacting with someone who's not not Johnson. Johnson. I know.
0: Yes, and basically, he comes out says that he will be challenging whoever the hell the WWE champion is. Come the Royal. Rumble, so we so we already have our Royal Rumble, non Royal Rumble main event set up. The Rock
1: versus wait, whoever, someone. Wait, but it's The Rock though. Are they going to put Rock above the Rumble?
0: No, I mean
1: this is WWE we're talking about. I mean, I think we have only done
0: for the, for the for once. I actually have faith in WWE. The Rumble is the Rumble. That's the whole reason that people buy the pay-per-view. People yeah, actually not... do it, you know, get the pay-per-view for the Rumble, because it's it's fun. The Rumble is one of my favorite things to watch.
1: I I hope they will keep it that way.
0: I'm pretty but sure they will.
1: I think... Especially... i have if, to look, but I think they've done it maybe once where the Rumble wasn't the main event.
0: Now, I can see why... what what they're going to be doing and I know probably why the rumble will be it is because from what I understand, most likely John Cino Cena is going to win the rumble and which will set up at WrestleMania, John Cena versus the rock for the WWE championship. Yep. So that's a thing. And, uh, next up we, uh, let's see. And you know, Oh, and, uh, to which then, uh, CM Punk, uh, you know, kind of does a little, he's like, all right, I'll be seeing you at the Royal Rumbles, you know, stuff like that.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But next, uh, next up, we get the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, the excellence of execution, Brett the Hitman Hart, coming out. on. In- did I just, did you just? Yawn to Brett the Hitman Hart.
1: Yawn. Overrated, overhyped, don't care.
0: Remind me to murder you in your sleep, Randy. In a vicious and horrible fashion.
1: He's simply well, a
0: hell of a lot better than that hack sean Michaels ever was.
1: Yeah, whatever. At
0: least he didn't try to, hey, at least at least Bret Hart didn't try to hold people down. At least Bret Hart put people over.
1: Uh, but yes, he introduces the next match. Which is, of course, is- an
0: icy title match again between the champion Christian and The Miz.
1: And this match was awesome.
0: Because he is your new intercontinental champion.
1: Yes, The Miz holds championship gold once again. And. The way it should be.
0: And he is now one of the few WWE Triple Crown winners because he has now won the WWE title, the Intercontinental title, and the tag team titles.
1: Yes, he is finally recognized as a Triple Crown champion because for whatever reason, they do not recognize the United States Championship in that.
0: Because it was not one of the original three WWE titles. That is what the Triple Crown is. Remember, WWE did not have a United States title until they bought WCW. Anyone who is the WWE United States Champion is considered in the line of WCW United States Champions.
1: So, but, they will con- but they will consider it a secondary title for a Grand Slam Champion.
0: Yes, because the Grand Slam is different than the Triple Crown. The Grand Slam is when you win every title. He is. But, uh... Hmm. Yeah, we have, you know, new IC champion, The Miz. And i really got to say, I am digging Miz's new look. You know, he doesn't do the stupid faux hawk anymore, and he's got, you know, this little goatee thing going on.
1: The Miz looks like a grown-up.
0: Yeah. Little Miz is all grown-up. Uh. Excuse me. I'm a little verklempt. Talk amongst yourselves.
1: Yeah, I'll give you a topic.
0: So- The chickpea is neither a chick nor a pea.
1: Discuss. Okay, I'm better now. Okay, so we go from Joe's weird random topics to, oh, hey, look, another check-in with Charlie Sheen. Moving on, we go (laughs) up
0: next to, of course, the the much-hyped confrontation between Triple H and Brock Lesnar, as uh, Paul Heyman likes to put it. More uh, like fact, Brock
1: Lesnar's agent.
0: Well, as I was about to say, uh, we do not actually get Brock. In fact, Paul Heyman comes out. And he's like, no, Brock's not going to fight you. You know, Triple H tries to goad him into it, insulting. And he's like, oh, please, yes. you know,
1: you have to save you have to save Brock for SummerSlam because he's only got like 12 dates to work this year.
0: Yeah, he's just like, oh, please, you know. Just Brock's not interested in this, you know, you're you're a child. Yeah, how how dare you you know you try to goad in with petty insults, you know, and he's like, You're children. He's like, Don't you say stuff about my children. He's like, Okay, I'm sorry. And then he says it again, and before Triple yeah. H can do anything, what do we get? But we get the billion dollar princess herself, Stephanie yeah. McMahon Helmsley.
1: And my goodness She She still looks good.
0: Oh, yeah, she looks quite good. And, of course, she's just like, I will – you need to shut your mouth right now, Paul Heyman. Now, one thing I wanted to do is just been like – if she had been like, you know what, Paul? uh, I'm not the only McMahon who wants a word with you, who has a grievance to air with you. And then all of a sudden, you know, get a little bit of a pause, and then all of a sudden you hear, here comes the money, here comes the money, and out pops Shane McMahon. That would have been the perfect cap-off to the segment.
1: That would have been perfect, with his crazy dance and all.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I miss Shane. I really, really do.
1: Is Shane even involved with the company anymore?
0: No, he's not. He left to uh, pursue his things. Right. He's now running a tele a global telecom company that is expanding into China. Hmm. Uh, has got a you know a bunch of new television station, you know, new television you know in China, and that is why the WWE is now available in China. Yes, the country, not the whore.
1: <laughs> yes, the. Yes, WWE was available in that China in 1997.
0: Hey! (laughs) Buzzing. Oh, yeah. But, uh, of course, next, you know, they talk about a dream match from WWE 13, Cena versus Austin, to which I call bullshit. No, the dream match is, in fact, Austin versus Punk, not Cena. Nobody gives a shit about John Cena versus Steve Austin nobody. And if you do care about it, you're lying to yourself.
1: Yes. But next, we get things I care about more than John Cena. In the form of Heath Slater. One man band, baby. And, you know, he's just
0: like, alright, who's legend? You know, I will face any legend in the back. No one, you know, I am sick and tired of losing. This time, this is going to be it. Raw 1000, the one man band is his time to shine. Who do we get? Lita,
1: my favorite diva of all time.
0: Now, from what we understand, from my understand, this was this actually was originally the segment was written for Steve Austin. He was going to yeah. come out, get hit the stunner on Slater, have a few beers, call it a night. Uh but of course Austin is off filming uh Grown Ups 2. So basically, you know, instead yeah. of being something where he's love you know, where he's beloved, he's off filming a crappy sequel to an already crappy movie.
1: Uh I think the filming for that was done because uh actually Austin came out on his Twitter or something a couple days ago and said he actually had some minor knee surgery. Unfortunately he just could not travel to the 1,000th Raw.
0: But, uh... Regardless of what happened, he wasn't there, and
1: that's the yes, point. Yes, that, that, was, that was sad not to see Steve Austin. He's and,
0: slated. uh... And, of course, uh, before Lita's match, uh, with Heath Slater, uh, Lita's like, wait, before we start...
1: no, I the, decided... bell, the bell had rung, the match had started.
0: Well, yes, but before it actually starts, uh... She she decided that she wanted to get out and get some protection, and no, not that
1: not that kind of protection. She's not having another one night stand with Matt Hardy.
0: No, thankfully that sh- thankfully for her that ship has sailed. No, uh, and it's not for her and CM Punk. I'm pretty sure they're on birth control. But it was in fact she got the best protection money can buy, acolyte protection, with Farouk. Not Ron Simmons, but announced as Farouk and Bradshaw, and, uh, not JBL, which uh, and, uh, was always my, you know, one of my favorite tag teams of all times. Love the APA, oh, yeah. great, uh, just great tag team. And oh, yes. uh, and
1: uh, I'm thinking Heath Slater now takes the award for bestseller over Dolph Ziggler. Eh. That was the greatest clothesline from hell I have ever seen.
0: Everyone takes a clothesline in hell good, though. It's just a great move. As much as I don't care for Mr. Layfield, I will admit, clothesline from hell is damn impressive.
1: Slater ended up standing on, basically, end up straight up on his head for about three seconds before he fell over.
0: But, uh...
1: It was ridiculous. Next
0: up, we get another backstage segment... With someone I never thought I'd ever see back in WWE again, Mister Sean Mooney. For those of you who don't know who Sean Mooney is, he was one of the he was one of the early nine, early to mid nineties backstage interviewers for WWE, and he, you know, he was basically the Michael Cole of his day, or the Jonathan Coachman. Uh, just not nearly as involved in storylines. That's of course back before they started involving the broadcasters in the storylines. Hmm. Uh, I can only imagine if they did, Sean. I'm sure Sean Moody would have had a lot more come his way.
1: But uh... yes, but then we get a little video of all time, Michael Cole, sitting ringside with WWE's 100 millionth social media fan. Woo! Yep.
0: But uh Yay nobody, he again, loves WWE. Nobody cares. Uh next we get a little a cute a nice little video package about, you know, the various catchphrases in raw history. Hosted by Waka Waka, Mr. Fozzie Bear of the Muppets. Which, you know, is always great. I love the Muppets. Muppets are awesome.
1: I've never really cared for the Muppets.
0: Oh First the, Bre- Bret Hart and now the Mupp What the hell, Randy?
1: Hey, sorry, man, the Muppets are just boring.
0: The Muppets are... They're, not, they're the Muppets! The Muppets are not boring! They're awesome! They they, they have a Swedish chef that speaks in gibberish <laughs> Swedish!
1: I just... I love that I can piss you off so easily.
0: Have, have you even seen the Muppets from 20... from last... from like 2010, 2011? Yeah, from 2011. That movie
1: was awesome! I refuse to see that movie. It looks awful. No, it's great. Boring.
0: You don't understand. It's the... It, ah! I'm just... Ah! I'm gonna have to... Ah! Anywho. Hey, Zack Ryder.
1: Zack Ryder's backstage talking to Mean Gene.
0: Yeah, and apparently... Uh, yes, it's... Even though he is he denied it, it's apparently decided that Mean Gene Ogreland... Was, in fact, behind the old GTV.
1: Uh, Or is that just Zack Ryder going to the Santino School of Detective?
0: I mean, I think that's our official explanation, so... Really?
1: I thought GTV was Guerrero TV. Nope. I thought they established this back in, like, 2001.
0: No, they did not. They never revealed, uh... Who was part of who was behind GTV. Uh, there was they did another one of those hidden camera things that they also never revealed who was behind it.
1: Hmm.
0: WWE kinda likes to do that. Yes. Just like,
1: just like what was on the Jackie Gata tape. Oh boy. But
0: next we have Kane in the ring.
1: And the- out comes the Brand new job squad.
0: Yes, Jinder Mahal, Kurt Hawkins, Tyler Rex, Huniko, Camacho, and Drew McIntyre.
1: One of these things is not like the other.
0: They're all pretty much jobbers, so.
1: One of these does not belong with this group. And it's a shame.
0: Well, hey, man, I mean, you know, Kurt Hawkins, his career will turn around eventually.
1: What 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 happened to that that Drew McIntyre guy? He used to be the chosen one. Then he got beat up by his wife. Yeah. He he's never recovered from that one. No,
0: no he didn't. But uh you know, at first it looks like, you know, Kane might finally ha- be in some trouble. Until the li- until we hear a gong.
1: Dong. The lights
0: go out and we, of course, have the Undertaker, yes. which course, uh, for no ap- apparent reason, yep.
1: and of course the Undertaker's entrance still takes twelve and a half minutes.
0: Well, you know, that goes without
1: saying. It, it's the Undertaker. He he gets. Time. Well, I
0: really liked what the the uh, outfit he was wearing, and apparently he's sticking with that whole "I'm gonna be bald" thing.
1: Is yes. with, my,
0: with my weird little Taz mohawk?
1: Yes. Okay. Well, at least
0: it's better than the, uh, the Miz Fohawk.
1: But yes, they they clear house.
0: Yep. And then, of course, we get another segment with nobody cares about Charlie Sheen.
1: Yeah. And we get a lovely Be a Star video, full of heels. Once again, seriously, seriously, WWE, the the faces of your Be a Star campaign are heels, or bullies.
0: Yes, professional bullies.
1: Yes. Way to go there, Logic.
0: But, uh, it's main okay. event time, and of course the main event, John Cena, against the best in the world, CM yes. Punk. Of course, John Cena, cashing billion- in his yes. Money in the Bank uh, briefcase, and
1: Oh, it, oh, Yes, remember when I mentioned we got some facts wrong? There was commentary during this match. Yep. Yes, I'm like they're like, oh, no one's ever cash, no, no one's ever announced when they're gonna cash in their Money in the Bank match. Really? What about Rob Van Dam? Yeah. They built a pay per view around it.
0: Yes, but we don't talk about that because remember they can't mention ECW anymore. (laughs) They can't because they let
1: that trademark lapse. They can't mention Rob Van Dam? No, because he was part of it. So. And he works for that other company down south.
0: But, uh, let's see.
1: You
0: know, we get a fairly decent main event between Cena and Punk. You know, I I will admit, you know, Cena's not the best worker in the world, but Punk always carries them to at least a watchable match.
1: Yeah. And now... Only 91% of Money in the Bank winners have successfully cashed in their briefcase.
0: Yes, because John Cena is the first person to ever not successfully cash in the Money in the Bank.
1: Hooray! Thank you, WWE, for doing the right thing.
0: However, it's a little bit bittersweet, because he didn't win it, he didn't win the match, but he didn't lose the match either, because... Big Show, you know, disqualifies, and there you go.
1: Things happen.
0: And, uh, you know, know, basically, you know, show starts beating the crap out of Cena, and Punk, you know, just kind of stares, he's like, I'm not, I'm not getting in the middle of this, I'm not stupid. You know, limps around and appears as if he's going to help Cena, but then the Rock makes an appearance, hits the ring, beats up Show, spinebuster on Show, people's elbow is cut off by CM Punk as he yeah. as he attacks the Great One and knocks him out of his own boots. Yes, and Punk hits him and gives the Rock the GTS, and the Rock takes the GTS as if it was a Stone Cold Stunner.
1: Oh. I want to see this.
0: I've never seen anyone fly back from the GTS.
1: Uh, it was, oh my like, gosh. The that was that's how that move should be done.
0: Yeah. It the was, only you know. I I I the only other person who could sell it nearly this well would have been Scott Hall. I say that because go back and watch his feud with Steve Austin around at Wrestlemania 18, he took the greatest stunner hit ever the hang time he had after that stunner was amazing it like, you watch it in, you know, regular speed, you'd swear it was slow motion
1: oh wow so is.
0: best, best stunner bump ever
1: I I, w- I want to see this feud CM Punk versus The Rock WWE, I... just shut up and take my money Lots of it here. Here, take it. Take the money.
0: Hey, you know, maybe that, that's what we'll see at rest, at uh, Royal Rumble. And you know, if I could stand to see Punk lose the WWE title to anybody, I would be okay with The Rock.
1: I, I just want to hear the two go back and forth on the mic some more.
0: Yeah, they. I mean, just absolutely. Friggin' awesome. That
1: was already better than, like, their little interaction on Raw was already better than anything Rock and Cena did.
0: Yeah. But, uh, let's see. But, yeah, that was pretty much, uh, that was pretty much Raw this week. Uh, you know, great 1,000th episode. You know, definitely a pay-per-view quality event. Actually better than some pay-per-views I've seen this year. I'm looking in your general direction, Money in the Bank.
1: Yeah. Hey... And the WWE title main event of the show. Who would have thunk it? Oh, wait. John Cena was in it, that's why.
0: But, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Next up, uh, well, not next up, because Raw was over, but we do have a little bit of, uh, we got some news. Yep. Uh, now, of course, uh, as we all know, uh, Karma has indeed been released from the WWE. And some more things have been coming out about that, and that is that, quote-unquote, she was difficult to work with. Most people who know Awesome Kong know Hmm. that that's kind of...
1: Yeah, I was going to say, that's pretty much the opposite of anything I've ever heard come out of the TNA locker room.
0: Yeah, and now here's... um, Remember I mentioned that source earlier. I can't, like I said, I don't want to reveal who it is. I promised him I, sa- I, I wouldn't say his name on air. But uh rumor, uh from what I've been told, the reason why she's, quote, unquote, difficult to work with is that creative kept coming up with really bad ideas for her, and she would refuse to do them. Why? Because she's smart. <laughs>
1: uh, s- uh, wow. Someone had the one- balls to stand up to creative?
0: Yeah. And it's a woman. Go figure. But, uh, yeah, some of the things they're trying to get her to do, and I honestly got to agree with her for turning these down. Uh, one of them was – this was probably the best one, best case scenario. They were going to – when Mark Henry came back, they were going to put them together and dub them the world's strongest couple.
1: And you're saying there were ideas that were worse than this?
0: Yes, there was. Uh, Another one was that she was going to beat... She was actually going to be the one who beat Nikki Bella for the title. And then they were going to have her drop it to Layla when she came back. Due to interference with Beth Phoenix to kick off their feud. So the Beth Phoenix-Karma feud would have not been for the Divas title.
1: What? Yeah. Oh, and and you say the ideas keep getting worse.
0: Oh, God, I'm trying to remember. Um, oh, yes, and the the only other one that I was told was, and this is the bottom of the barrel. Oh. She was going to start to attack Cameron and Naomi, the Funkodactyls, because she was going to be in love with Brodus Clay, and she wanted the te- Funkadactyls to, quote-unquote, stay away from her man.
1: This is so, so bad. Did, did they did they hire TNA's old booking team? I don't know, it, but
0: given the fact that we had a whatever item on the poll match a few weeks ago, I have a feeling that Vince Russo's back. Uh, but like I said, I you know, take these rumors with a grain of salt. I have to emphasize that. A grain of salt. Hell, maybe a handful of salt. Mm, but because uh, like I said, yes, I cannot uh, confirm how accurate these rumors are. They are just rumors. Yeah. Uh, but
1: now, uh, speaking they, of released women's wrestlers, uh,
0: yeah, uh, looks uh, like
1: Taz no longer has a place to let the pigeons loose.
0: Yeah, because uh, both members of the Beautiful People are gone. Yes. Angel Williams, Velvet Sky, or Angel yeah, they, love as she was called in TNA. But yeah, they
1: they hadn't used Angel in months.
0: But uh, let's see, um, a few other things uh do, 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 do. um oh uh, a little bit of sad news uh i can report uh as of this recording that uh whew, um blackjack daniels uh, uh formerly of the blackjacks tag team has passed away
1: hmm. had not heard that
0: yes um you know it's I mean, it's, it's a shame. Uh, he was, you know, the Blackjacks, great tag team. Uh, of course, along with, uh, you know, Black Jack Daniels and Black Jack Mulligan. Um, you mm-hmm. know, it's, you know, very much my condolences to, uh, the family of Black Jack Daniels. Uh, mm-hmm. He was a great wrestler and he definitely will be missed. Oh, definitely. Um, and uh one other little bit of news is apparently uh in case you were wondering most of you probably aren't cuz he wasn't very popular anyways but uh in case you were wondering the reason why Alex Riley uh pretty much took a huge hit uh in terms of his uh, on-screen presence Uh, Is apparently stemming from an incident involving John Cena. Surprise,
1: surprise.
0: Where supposedly Cena was ribbing, uh, or you know, playing a prank on uh, Alex Riley, and Cena did not, or Alex Riley did not appreciate it. Told Cena in a very you know upset manner that he did not appreciate Mm -hmm. it. And lo and behold, uh, all of a sudden, we don't really see much from Alex Riley anymore. I'm surprised or, he hasn't been released is, yet.
1: Yes, or, oh, hey, that guy is still employed. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yes. Uh Uh, So apparently Chavo Guerrero is supposed to debut on TNA tonight.
0: Yeah, and uh, supposedly uh, Chris Masters has also been teasing
1: a... Uh, Yes, uh, Masters has been kind of lobbying for a job for a while with them. Uh, I know he's worked uh, several dark matches for them over the past few months. All I gotta Uh, say,
0: Chris, is, you know, careful what you wish for. You might just get it.
1: And he was uh, him along with Chavo were also featured very heavily on the Ring King promotion over in India. Which, uh, I've watched a couple episodes of it. It's actually not bad.
0: Now apparently, uh, a spokesman for WWE, Mister Brian Flynn, recently spoke out against the criticism aimed at Linda McMahon during her Senate campaign. Uh, that, you know, people have said that the WWE product is violent. Uh, And, of course, he says, no, our product is not violent. Yes, it's not violent. And the Pope is Jewish.
1: Hmm. Oh, yes. Ah, the lovely attacks on the WWE during Linda's Senate campaign. they, they, They do realize this is fake entertainment, right? Doesn't matter. Well, or is it violence? Or we can't oh wait, have, I forgot.
0: We can't have the little chillins, you know, the little chitlins oh, uh, be exposed oh, I, to any uh, any aggression or violence, you know. It might oh, that's their right. fragile little minds.
1: Yes, uh, I forgot. The the sender's reaction to WW is
0: it's still real to me, damn it. Now, honestly, they don't even need to bring up the violence. All her all Linda's opponent. You know, and uh, th- th- I'm giving you some free political advice here, uh, Mr. Chris Shea's uh, Democratic candidate for, uh, you know, Senate in Connecticut. Here's a little bit of political advice for you. You, you-, you want to do an effective attack ad against Linda McMahon. All you have to do. I got two words. Make and will make an instant defeat for Linda. Suck it. Uh, no. Katie Vick. <laughs> because necro- nobody wants
1: to talk about that
0: necrophilia. That'll get you elected.
1: Yes, yes. Because your attacks on every on uh, Eugene and uh, whatever else they've tried to attack so far. Yeah, that that's gonna work.
0: Or that, or just you know, just show a commercial that's just sixty a sixty second loop of Lyndon McMahon slapping Stephanie on mm-hmm. Raw.
1: But yes, Katie Vick, that...
0: Just the words child abuse flashing across the screen.
1: Katie Vick, that'll get your Democratic ass in the seat. To paraphrase, uh, Eric Bischoff.
0: But, uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got this week. Uh... Yeah, I
1: really can't think of anything else here, so, uh... I will take a moment to plug all of our social and contact information here. As, of course, you can uh, find our episodes by going to the website I run, called geekworldordersite.com And, of course, we have a section dedicated to hashtag HEAL that you can get the RSS feed and all that good stuff from. And uh, speaking of Geek World Order, the site actually just hit its second anniversary this past Tuesday. So we are two Congratulations. years in going Thank you. But yes, uh, we are also available on iTunes, of course. Look up Hashtag Heal. You can subscribe there. We are on the Facebooks at facebook.com slash hhpodcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Hashtag Healcast. And, and of uh, course, I definitely
0: uh, got to say, I really got to advocate following us on Twitter because, uh, as you know, Facebook – uh, unless we pay Facebook money, only 10% of you guys will see our posts on Facebook. So, if you know, if you want to, you know, hear more of our posts, you know, see, you know, follow us more, you know, find out more information without being, you know, limited or having to go directly to our page on Facebook, you can always follow us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Twitter will not limit who will see our posts. So if yes. you want to be able to see everything, join us on Twitter and that ten percent that
1: sees, and that ten percent that sees us on Facebook, is still more people than are actually following our Twitter.
0: Yeah, so so
1: come yeah, on, get, get to that, come on, people. Yeah, come on, Twitter. follow us on Twitter.
0: You know, if we don't, maybe you know, maybe if you know, we maybe just maybe, we might hold some sort of a contest or something to get some Twitter followers.
1: Um, yes, and uh, we also do have an email address. Uh, Send us your feedback, questions, comments, whatever, to hhpodcast at gmail.com.
0: Yes, very much so. And uh, I also want to let you guys know that uh, this Tuesday I may or may not be attending the Florida Underground Wrestling Show again in uh, Largo, Florida at at the Gasoline Alley. Uh, And hopefully uh, it should be at about, I think, 9 o'clock. And uh, it's uh, I will bring you if I'm there, I will be able to uh, bring you a, uh, a report of that. Although I do have some F.U.W. news, and that is that uh, my man, the lounge luchador, Maxwell Chicago, is the new F.U.W. United States champion.
1: Ah, oh, very nice. Very nice.
0: So very much. So congratulations, Henry you know congratulations, Maxwell Chicago. You're you're the best around, and no one's ever gonna keep you down. Okay. And and on that eighties song reference, I'm <laughs> Joe Convoy. I'm Randy. Talk to you folks later.
1: And good night, everyone.